Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Five, four, three, two, one. one. You feel the lag? Nah, well, I don't know what you're talking about, mate. <laughs> well, I'm counting, and then you're like echoing me is what was happening there. Oh, right. Well, there'll, there'll be lag probably. <laughs> you're, from your you're, not, only, not only did you say, I don't know what you're talking about, mate, but you said that with a long bit of lag before you said that. Hopefully this goes well. Um, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Advanced Analytics Podcast. Coming up on the show, we have... An, an excellent would you rather that I wrote myself. Um, some a deep dive into the land of magic, as always. Um, a lot of chat about conspiracy theory and um, booing in the NBA. Is it cool or not? Is that a good tease? I don't know. Have you got anything to tease, Paul? Nah. What do you mean, nah? <laughs> what are you bringing to the show? A lot of good opinions. A lot of hot takes. Okay. A lot of great <laughs> analytics. Strapping uh, for some analytics. This is the Advanced Analytics Podcast. No, no, it's just Advanced Analytics. You don't have to say podcast every time. If someone's listening to this, mate, they'll know it's a podcast. Just play the sting. Nah, not until we do a good introduction. Welcome to <laughs> Advanced Analytics. Okay, let's start hot right off the top. Um, breaking news. This will blow people's minds and blow my own mind. Okay. Paul, strap in. I yeah, yeah sitting I'm down. strapped in. I'm sitting down. Okay. I just don't believe you're strapped in, and if that's, a, that's a term of phrase. So you just no. for you to say you're strapped in sounds insincere. All right. There are two players in the NBA called Bogdan Bogdanovich. No, they're, they're spelled differently, isn't it? For years, scientists have wondered. <laughs> and I thought I knew who Bogdan Bogdanovich was. And then when I watched the Kings play and saw this young whippersnapper, Mario Hazonia-style kid, I was like, that's not Bogdan Bogdanovich. Mm. There's two people. No, one's two different One's people. called Bohan Bogdanovich. The other's called Bogdan Bogdanovich. This is like the parent trap. Nah. This is... There's two... Yeah, you're being racist, mate. It's like, oh, it's like, oh, there were two guys in the league called Marvin Williams. No, one was called Mo Williams. The other was called Marvin Williams. No. (laughs) Mo and... This is Bojan and Bogdan. Yeah, wherever they're from, Bogdanovich is obviously like the Williams or Jones or Smith surname. And Bogdan is obviously like... The Michael. I don't think it is. And I still don't know. What Do you even know the difference? Do you know which one is the yeah, Spurs? So wh- the, which one is the Kings one? And which one is the Pacers one? So the Pacers one's kind of the out-of-shape receding hairline one, who jacks he looks like, oh, 
it's crazy because he um because he plays for the Pacers and he looks like Austin Crozier from the no- 90s. Right, and, anyway, and he continue. doesn't look like a guy who should be a professional athlete. No, and then true. the other guy also doesn't look. Which like... Which one was that? Which one? Which one's the Pacers one? Uh, Bohan, but Bojan, Bo- Bojan, Bojan, yeah. And then Bogdan is a rookie <laughs> for the Kings. But yeah. It also doesn't look like he should be in the NBA. And uh, he looks better than Bojan. Yeah, yeah, no, he does. Bojan, though. yeah, he does. Um, I'll say, I'll say, Bojan Bogdanovic is a cool name. Bogdan Bogdanovic is taking the piss because it's his first name twice. Mm. It's Bogdan Bogdan. It's like a comedy name that someone's made up. And um, on Bogdan's website, it says. Um, under personal life, it says Bogdan oh, on his Facebook page, oh, Wikipedia page. Sorry, it says Bogdan is not related to the um, noted Serbian architect Bogdan Bogdanovic, mm. sharing the same name, or to fellow NBA basketball player Bojan Bogdanovic, who comes from Croatia. Yeah, I like. That. Wait, so where is um, Bogdan from? I like that you're proving that it's a common name, though. But that is an architect who has the exact same name. No, that doesn't mean it doesn't prove it's a no, common name. It, it just proves two people has the name. Yeah, it must be pretty common then. Well, like there's a famous actor called Guy Williams, but that doesn't prove that Guy Williams is a common name. I think it does. Okay, you're, well, you're just you're upset. You've got a common name, mate. All right. Okay. Well, um, they're they're from different countries. Um, interesting enough, on Bojan Bogdanovic's page, it doesn't mention. It, this is a conspiracy theory that I'm just throwing out there right now. It doesn't mention that he is not the same as Bogdan Bondanovich or related, mm. which makes me think that Bojan is hoping that NBA teams will think that he is Bogdan and sign him to an exclusive multi-year deal, not realizing they've signed the wrong one. No, that seems silly. And that is... That is breaking news from the... Um, I was just over in Europe for three months. And oh, yeah, great. E- and everyone's called expert. Bogdanovich over there, mate. <laughs> <laughs> everyone's called Bog- What's your name, mate? Bogdan. Where are you from? England. That doesn't even really work. Yeah. No, not England because they Brexited. But everywhere else. <laughs> Everyone in Germany's name is Bogdan. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. There's like or a Bojan. few, like Dirk Nowitzki. There's like a couple... <laughs> <laughs> Dennis Schroeder and then everyone else is like Bogdanovich that's weird his name's Dennis anyway um, okay uh, it's time for the Week in Review Week in Review okay I um, get most of my as we, as last week when I ripped down Zach Lowe I get most of my um, uh, hot takes or news or um, like things to talk about from other NBA podcasts it's a real podcast podcasters it's like a it's like an inception of podcasts podcasters podcasts i think it's just plagiarism more no it's not plagiarism no 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 it's not plagiarism as i said i tore down zach low like i heard his take his hot take and i put my own hot take in there i I fought fire with fire yeah and i want to do that again because um on the starters um tas milas tas malas Mm -hmm. I don't know why I tried to say it properly for a second. I don't know how to say it properly. He claimed that um, he he said Indiana Pacers fans for booing Paul George was worst of the week. And I want to say that booing is a great part of sports. And if you want to boo Paul George, then go ahead and do it. 
and I'm surprised the Knicks fans didn't boo Carmelo. It's fun. It's cheap. Everyone in the family can mm. do it. I loved, Why? Um, I loved there were guys in booing Paul George who were wearing Paul George singlets. Yeah. That was funny. No, 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 because they're like, this is when I liked him, when he was wearing it. I thought that was sweet. Mm. They were like, he's he's wearing a Paul George singlet. He liked them when they, they played for the Pacers, but they yeah. hate him when he plays for the teams. It's like being a Raptors fan and booing Vince Carter wearing a Raptors jersey. Like, of course you'll do that. Yeah. Um, they cheered him. Okay. They gave him a standing ovation. This is what anno- no no they didn't they booed him for years oh, yeah, before yeah. and um, and he and he destroyed them as well like when he came back with the Nets yeah he would haunt them he yeah, everywhere yeah. he went and then with Dallas like he would win he he won a game look it up I'm pretty sure he wins a game for the Nets against the Raptors in Toronto when he's getting booed with a reverse alley oop dunk <laughs> for the win <laughs> like it's pretty spectacular. And Paul George, annoyingly, when he iced the game with some free throws as they scraped past Indiana, did the shush sign to the fans. I was like, Paul, mate, not only did you barely beat the team you supposedly ruined when you left, you also um, have underperformed the players you got traded for and have made them almost glad that they got rid of you. Like, I don't uh, I feel like he is, if he's trying to prove his critics wrong, he's doing such a bad job of it. Mm. But. I love, even though that was Tass's point, was that he was like, he was like, hey, the Pacers got good things back from it seems at the moment. It's still not like really proven that the Pacers won the trade, but like so far it's looked okay. There's still very good reason to boo him. One because he he poisoned his own meat, he ruined his own trade value by saying he wanted to leave, which is terrible for a team. Hmm. Um, and sec- so he, so he hurt the Pacers in that way. Um, um, he he said that like. You know, just like with one year left on his contract, so basically really lowered his own trade value. Um, but also, sport, weirdly, why do they pretend like it's this game of integrity and honor and the way the marketing is like this is a, a game for, of pride and courage? It's like, no, it's a bunch of men in shiny sneakers running around popping an orange ball into a hoop. The game, sport is a joke. Right. If you want to boo, that's fun. It's what it should be. It's like a pantomime, like mm. boo, like when the villain comes on stage, which is normally a man dressed as a woman. Um, boo them. It's fun. It's great. No, a little bit transphobic, you, but you've, fun. You've actually confused the the villain in a pantomime for the dame yeah. in the pantomime. I've, oh, I've been in da- a lot of pantomimes, and so so the <laughs> the dame is almost like a comedy relief character, where it's oh. a man dressed as a woman. Uh, yeah, and that's like because everyone knows that's always funny, never not funny. Yeah, and the villain <laughs> uh, is usually just there's not. I don't think there's usually cross dressing involved in the villain. The villain's just like can be anyone. Usually, someone yeah. wearing like a big cloak, big robe. Yeah. yeah. Um. Anyway, I just uh, thank you for clearing that up. I I really uh, did not uh, appreciate that properly. All I'm saying is just. Booing is a great part of sport. Boo for any reason. There is no integrity in sports. Mm. All Blacks fans like, don't boo the Wallabies. Boo the Wallabies. I, it's fun. I hate There's it. no integrity. Dan Carter got a DUI the other day. Ali Williams is doing cocaine in Paris. There's no. This isn't like the high, high full of, oh, Anyway, it annoys me. I, yeah, um, so what were you going to say? I just hated last year when Paul, Paul George really... I used to kind of like him. When he, um, when he dribbled down the clock against the Cavs... And then yeah. with a few seconds left, threw it to CJ Miles, who then yeah. shot to win the game, missed, or maybe tie the game, missed. And then Paul George yeah. 
came out and like publicly attacked his teammate for yeah. not passing it back to him with two seconds left. And yeah. it's like, firstly, don't give it up. But secondly, it's a team game. If yeah. your team loses, you lose and you take it. And you don't mm. publicly ridicule your teammate. I thought that was horrific. And then yeah. the next, very next game, it was like, I think it was the next game, maybe two games later, against the Cavs in that series. It was like another close game. and then Same situation. Not quite. No, nah, not quite. They had a, the Cavs had an inbound play baseline. The exact same situation. He left Kyrie, who then, uh, who then ran under the basket, just got past the ball and just laid it in at point blank range to ice the game. And I was like, Paul George... If yeah. I was CJ Miles, I'd come out in the, and I'd, I'd rip into you right now. <laughs> That's the spirit, an eye for an eye. Yeah. We'll sort it, all I, the problems I hope CJ Miles has so much more success in Toronto than Paul George well, this has. Well, oh, it's a shame. It's a, he probably will, to be honest. Um, yeah, because he, uh, he's a team it, it'd player. Be gra- it'd be great if Paul George was still in the East because Toronto, uh, I mean, don't get me wrong, they're not going to beat the um, Celtics or the Cavs, but they're looking, they're looking decent. Um, I just put it down to like Basel players, and we always forget this. KD, um, you know, Paul George, they're young and dumb and immature. That's basically it. Um, and speaking of young and dumb and immature, the new um, Kyrie 4 shoot came out this week. Mm-hmm. Looks very much like the Kyrie 1 combined with the Kyrie 2. I actually thought it was uh, just a new colorway. So that's a new shoe. It's got that. That's a whole new It's got shoe. that weird yeah. like teeth design on the front again, doesn't it? The same teeth design on the front. Yeah. yeah, it's it's weirdly just like a mix of the three previously. It has the rounded edges of the two, the teeth design of the one, and the the Nike tick kind of styling cut of the um, three. Anyway, um, it'll sell well. Kyrie is like blowing up in popularity. It's a good move, move moving teams. And to be honest, I like him a lot more than now he played the Celtics. Oh, agreed. But it. It was just very annoying when they announced that the um, shoe features an all-seeing eye, which is pretty funny. It's pretty funny, right? Because mm. like you know, Kyrie's known for his conspiracy theories and being woke. Pretty funny they put an all-seeing eye on there. I think it's his Instagram um, like uh, profile image. Like he like they're kind of taking the piss out of him. But that's when it gets weird. Um, they described the um, the all-seeing eye. I don't know if this was Nike or Kyrie saying this. Um, uh, the eye represents. A challenge to everyone to seek their own answers beyond the ones that are given to us by books, media, internet, etc. I love this it. This is the dumbest shit I've ever heard in my life. I love it. Kyrie, with his flat earth theory, is is going from being like kind of funny, kind of cute, kind of weird, to just being like obnoxious and like almost like dangerous. Because <laughs> this idea of not trusting like science or like book is like moronic like he's not he's not Kyrie didn't seek his own answers like Kyrie hasn't done his own research he watched about some con- the, he watched, the shape of the earth watched some conspiracy. he watched some conspiracy videos on Facebook what he's doing is just wor- what, like reading and watching worse books and internet audio. it's just so so stupid mm. I'm actually getting angry about it I shouldn't be angry it should be a fun podcast I um this is some fun chat though uh did you hear about that guy who was making his own rocket probably Kyrie's mate, to um, test if the world was flat or not. No, that sounds um, right. I, There's a guy who was a taxi driver. Great. Like, whenever you get into a taxi driver and they tell you their moronic opinions, you're like, oh, God, this is why taxis... Don't get me wrong, I'm not a big Uber fan, but this is why taxis are dying, because there's, there's some dickheads who drive taxis out there. 
Um, and there's some good people as well. I, I realize a lot of our listeners are taxi drivers, so shout out to them. Um, uh, this guy, who's a former taxi driver, built a homemade rocket to test out, and I'm not 100% sure on what he was going to test, he, whether he's going to shoot himself up hot, far enough to take a picture, because that's what the that's what the flat earthers claim. There's no pictures of Earth, mm. so you can't prove that it's round, which is like most people are like, there's a lot of pictures of Earth. Um, just Google. But anyway, um, I don't know his plan is to go up high enough to take a picture, or he wants to shoot himself off the edge of the Earth, which is a flat Earth that Earth thinks you can go off the edge. Wait, is he going to be um, in the rocket? Yeah, he's that launching himself in the rocket. I know, a homemade just rocket. A, Genius, right? strap a GoPro on the side, mate. Nah, 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 nah. This is what. So, well, the great thing is, you don't even have to build a rocket. Like, if you want to take a photo of Earth, like, just build a. You can build a weather balloon that can go high enough to go to space. Like, anyway, hmm. he's building his homemade rocket. He's not a rocket scientist, and I was so excited for the launch. They were like a couple of weeks ago. They're like, it's happening on Sunday, Yo, he's- and I was so excited. I was like live following it, and then he got out to the launch site, and he's like, oh nah, not going to do it today. Um, you know, technical difficulties. And I was like, get effed. You cannot lead everyone, have the world's media attention like that on you, and then pull out at the last minute because obviously... Can. He's going to die. <laughs> no. <laughs> and die with dignity as someone who stuck to their word. That's what I say. Because he's... Okay, what's going to happen? Either he's going to die, but he's also going to die proving himself wrong. You don't need to... You don't to prove that the world's round. You don't need to. Um, you don't need to b- build a rocket. You can just fly. Just try and book a round the world ticket and see if you follow the airport landing plan that you know that the a round globe would give you. No, because the airlines are in on it, and they would um, they would just speed up so they'd be like, okay, we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna fly from uh, New Zealand to LA, but then they'd fly the long way across the world, but just extra fast. And they'd land there because all, all the pilots are in on it. Mate, it, uh, it adds up. And if he does die, if he does launch <laughs> and he dies, then you'll know that he, he was he was onto something and that NASA have sabotaged <laughs> his launch to take him out because he was getting yeah. too close to the truth. This, Seek this your is, own this truth. Is what, this is what Kyrie was saying, man. I'm, so he's he's, no, it's, he's, that, he's it's, woken me up. I've been sleeping for too long. It's dangerous, man, because I'm listening to a great podcast, um, the Heaven's Gate podcast. It's not a competing podcast. Don't beat me out. Don't censor me, Paul. Is it? Do they the talk Heaven- about basketball at all? No. Oh, is, this no this, mentions- is it like a religious cult or something? Heaven's Gate. Yeah, they're a, uh, they're a mass suicide cult. Right. Okay. Um. So I've listened to a few I'll allow suicide it. cult. I'll allow it. Podca- <laughs> I've listened to a few suicide cult podcasts, and this is basically what happened in the seventies. The um with Jonestown and Heaven's Gate. They had these people who would come out with a thought, whether it be that the Earth is created by aliens and we need to go leave our bodies to become one with the aliens, or whether it be this person, Jim Jones, speaks to God. Whatever it was, all these people together believe the same dumb thing. And I feel like 2000 and whatever year we're in now is the same thing, but with like conspiracy theories. Don't get me wrong. There's nothing wrong with questioning you know, the government or information. But it's crazy now that people are questioning just, like, basic facts. Like, if you're questioning the, the if the Earth is round, then you're questioning vaccines, then you're questioning global warming, and all of a sudden we're just, like, slushing around in a, you know, in this weird, you know, you're, you're questioning things that shouldn't be questioned. It's like, yeah, mm. anyway. Uh, it's, it's very, it's very annoying, and it just reminds me of Heaven's Gate, the cult, and I, I just feel like Kyrie right now, 
looking for his own answers is very susceptible mm. to joining a cult. Rap- and Rap- if I was a rival team, I would set up a cult to try and get him to join, to try and, you know, you know, you could probably talk him out of playing basketball. Yeah. Um, rapper B.O.B. Was, is also famously a flat earther. There was one day in Twitter yeah. where he just came out. And, um, and then he released a song called Flatline. And it was just <laughs> about... Um, so B.O.B., there was like a year when I was in high school where he was like massive, right? He had yeah, a he few huge, big yeah. hits. Uh, yeah. Nothing on You feet Bruno Mars, Airplanes feet Hayley Williams. That's a good uh, song. I'm sure he had another one as well. Anyway. Yeah. Um, and yeah, he came out with the song Flatline. And it was... Uh, it's, it's, I mean, to be honest, it's, it's definitely original. Like no one in, in hip hop has really touched on that, that subject matter. <laughs> Um, yeah. But he also he gave a shout out once in one stage to like a neo Nazi, which is quite a bold like some guy who's like also a flat earther, but he's also oh like a white supremacist neo Nazi. And I'm yeah. like I'm not sure if he knew that when he gave the shout out. But anyway, <laughs> like a quick if you're gonna shout someone out, it's, I think it's safe to do a quick cursory um, Wikipedia Google. check and scroll down to contra- controversies. But uh, yeah. what's do you have any conspiracy theories that you're that you do believe? Um, I uh, yeah yeah, yeah. I um uh, mainly New Zealand conspiracy theories yeah um uh that you and McDonald this is probably libel um the guy accused of murdering Scott Guy yeah uh was having a uh, a love affair with a a dude who worked on his ranch and Scott Guy found out that he was cheating on his sister so gave him a one month um countdown to uh. Uh, tell his sister who he's married to at the time and um uh in the month you and mcdonald terrorized scott guy those are the crimes he was found guilty of he killed his cars with a cat with a hammer spray painted one of his buildings and burned down one of his buildings yeah and uh and couldn't intimidate him so then had just to kill him to keep him quiet about because you know in fielding it's not easy to admit a that you're having an affair b that it's a gay love affair and uh yeah, I'll probably get in big trouble for... Nah, actually, why, I can't control. And then the lawyer who defended him... Why don't you um, just use slightly different names? Oh, I'm getting names. In too deep. Okay. Also, well, I feel like this I've, isn't a cons- conspiracy theory. This is just like... No, that's definitely a conspiracy theory. Like, okay. there's no... I've got no facts to... Do you ever have, like, something where you got no... It's like... It's just a real us, hunch. Us in US, you saying... We've only got circumstantial evidence, and it's very... Um, it's very vague... Oh, about you Circumstantial Bolt. evidence. Guys... Usain Bolt is, is circumstantial as well. Oh, I reckon it's, it's pretty close to concrete in my eyes. Well, we've got no actual evidence. We've got well, no, like, failed well, drugs. We've got no like, photos of him like d- doing <laughs> drugs. But, yeah. um, but man, guys, do your, we, we, uh, we're like Kyrie. Do your own research. In no, don't, of no, remember my story. Don't do independent <laughs> research on Usain Bolt. I ended up on a white yeah, power yeah, website. No, just... Do it not on white white supremacy. Websites. It's weird that it's weird that conspiracy theories and white power overlap, though. That's two examples in one podcast. Mm. As I said, if you want to Do find out information, there was one time we were in New Zealand in Mount Monganui. We were walking up the mount. It was the first oh, time I'd no. ever walked up, and there was a man halfway up, oh, no, and he was wearing touch, some sick John Lennon sunglasses. And anyway, he stopped us and he gave us a flyer. And he was basically yeah. telling us to wake up. And he was like, okay, in a few years, at the next US election, um, they're, mm. they're going to uh, elect a new president. And he explained him. And he was an Af- another Af- African-American man. 
and he like said his name and stuff. And then this was like basically the start of the end of the world. And anyway, it fell it fell apart at the very first step, which was um, that he got the president <laughs> wrong. But um, also, I think, that guy was the scariest, craziest person I've ever met in my yeah, life. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, conspiracy theories I'm into. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Oliver Stone's film JFK. Love yeah. that. No, that is a crock of crap. Nah, man, watch that film. Hell of a film. Hell of a conspiracy theory. There's definitely there's definitely dodgy things around the JFK assassination, but mm. Oliver Stone is really like uh, opening yeah. our eyes. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> and um, supp- I suppose we isn't this the year that they're gonna release some documents? They that- have released. They've they've released. They've started releasing them. Yeah, right. It's actually the one good thing about Trump is that you can at least agree that he's not part of the system that's trying to hide the JFK conspiracy. Yeah. You know, if there I'm was nervous, a president... Though, to- like, I don't think they're all going to get out. Something's going <laughs> to happen. They're going to be like, they're at the big release day and they'll be like, okay, before <laughs> we release them, launch the fireworks. And then the fireworks <laughs> are going to like shoot into the building and they're going to be like, no, it's on fire. <laughs> all those secrets lost forever. But um, Lost forever. A- no. a- another conspiracy that I only recently did some digging into, which I, I love... Yeah. Um, yeah, David Bowie. Are you familiar with this one? The da- no. the David Bowie. So David Bowie, uh, when he released the Ziggy Stardust in the Spiders from Mars album, yeah. Okay, the cover is him standing on a new uh, on a street. I'm guessing London, maybe. I don't know. He's standing on a street, leaning against the wall, and behind him, one of the main, most eye catching features is a, a white light up sign. That says K West, right? K dot West. Yeah. Track one of the album is called Five Years and talks about how in five years the world will end unless a saviour comes to earth. Okay. Wow. Five years and two days later, a man is born named Kanye West. K West. <laughs> yeah. And then when when uh, is he the savior of the? Because oh, don't get me wrong, I can imagine that Kanye West is like the savior of like pop well, music or hip hop or music, but not the savior but, of like the world. Um, here's the to add to it: David pop Bowie's last it. album before he died was called well, not- Black Star. Uh, do you know any famous black stars? Kanye West. No, no, no. No, I was going to say Black Star reminds me of Tal- isn't the name of like Mostef and yeah Mostef and Tal- collaboration. Yeah, it is, but they're not involved. Well, they know Kanye, but um, yeah. but That's then that is. um, when he died, Do you know any one black of the stars when he there's the worst when he died. David Bowie died. One of the first yeah. celebrities to tweet was Kanye West, saying that he was one of his biggest influences. And then, wait, there's one more thing. Let me think. Um, nah, I can't remember. Do you remember where you were when David Bowie died? Nah. Ah. I weirdly remember. I think just at home. Uh, so many okay. celebrities died that year. Do you remember where you were when Princess Diana died? Mate, I literally didn't know she existed until like a few years back. I was so young. Do you, are you going to ask me where I was? Where were you? I was um, in Paris uh, riding on a moped scooter trying to take photos of Princess Diana. Nah, joking, joking. Joke of the year. Joke of the day. 
No response from you, I noticed. Yeah. Um, I thought that was good. This is why we need more people on the podcast, right? We need you, me, and then about four other people who are normal people, not like an alien like you with no heart, who doesn't love great comedy, who love great comedy, who can laugh at my great comedy. I love great comedy. Like, outside of this podcast, I'm a legendary comedian, but inside this podcast, you're like, you suck, mate. Yeah. Because this is the this is the real world in here. <laughs> well, we, in the real world in here, oh shivers, we haven't um, spoken about basketball in probably about half an hour. Yeah, yeah. So let's just finish by saying, get out there, don't listen to the books. Instead, listen to the film JFK by Oliver Stone. Uh, watch it, enjoy it. What a film! Kevin Costner in that film, man. No, okay. He kills it. It's, it is it is a good it is a good film, and it does immediately make you. Um, question things but then you watch you listen to a few things a few people i don't know anyway uh okay uh one other thing i want to touch on today is kobe bryant's double jersey retirement yeah which is quite crazy he's getting two jerseys retired which seems kind of moronic um yeah but i guess it makes sense now i remember that thinking at the time is weird to change your jersey because then what happens when it's time for retirement yeah and obviously LeBron, when LeBron did it, was it because Miami had retired Michael Jordan's number? I think it was, yeah. Okay. Um, I actually, yeah, because for people who don't know, Miami Heat retired Michael Jordan's number, even though he didn't play for the Miami Heat. Like mm. when you retired with the Bulls, they're like, we're retiring it too. Yeah, I like that. And it means idiots like LeBron can't come and wear Michael Jordan's number. <laughs> um, yeah. But, don't uh, the Magic, don't your beloved Magic have a player wearing 23 at the moment? Uh, 23, I don't know if they do. Hazonia wore it in his rookie year. Yes! He changed, to, he changed to number eight. Uh, to so I, do, I don't know if they do currently have a 23. If they do, he's like an obscure bench player. I thought Jonathan Isaac was 23. No, he's number one. Uh, uh, which is T-Max number, which hasn't been, re- or Penny's number. Both haven't yeah. been retired. So the Magic only have one... What are the Magic doing? They have one number retired. Oh, my God. And I think it's number six, maybe. And it's for the fan base. It's for us, the fans. Oh, my God. Oh, that is... Okay, we'll get to Magic Mayhem soon, but this team just has... People can criticize us for having an Atlanta Magic segment. It needs to be done, because it's a point of difference for us. Like, no other... No one else in the world gives a shit about the Atlanta Magic except for Paul. And B, what an amazing team. Okay, so the Magic should have retired at least three numbers. I'm going to say who they are right now. Shaquille O'Neal. Like, I know he left, and I know you got mm-hmm. bad blood, but get over it. Like, the Raptors are going to retire Vince Carter's number. It's like it's just like human decency. Penny Hardaway. Yeah. Like, you have to. Like, he's a guy, especially because he left the Magic not on really on his own terms. Like they held on to him for as long as they could. And he never was good again after yeah. leaving the magic. Like you've got to retire the number one. That's a no giver. T Mac. He was also like, putting one. magic on the road. And, 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 and I hate him and, and think the magic should be bitter about like the way he left too, but Dwight as well, probably for leading them to the finals. Yeah. Um, so I have just Googled it and I was correct. The one number we've retired is six and oh it's for gosh. the sixth man, AKA me. And the fans in Orlando. Well, well, for a start, congratulations on having your number retired. Second of all, it is moronic that they've actually retired a number. Like, what if a player comes who wants to be number six? 
tough break, man. Go somewhere else. Also, the Magic aren't even known for having good fans. Yeah, but we've been uh, we've been like OKC, Portland. There's a few teams that are known for having like great fans. Toronto. No one has ever thought of Orlando, either whether it been the TD Waterhouse Center or now in Amway Shit Kicker Arena, that they've got great legendary fans. They've just got delusional people like Paul who have like lost their minds. I wonder if there's any teams with less numbers retired than the um uh, well, than the Orlando Magic. Well OKC I'm looking at the list right now. Um the Phoenix Suns have quite a few. <laughs> For a team with no no, they should retire. They got they had Barclay, Ton Chambers. Like they've got more than I reckon the Knicks. I might be wrong. Oh, the Pelicans. Oh, they only have one. Obviously, there's different benchmarks. The T Wolves only have one, and this guy I've never heard of. Oh, he yeah. died in a car crash while playing for the team. Oh. Malik Seeley. Oh, that was oh. a that was a big story recently in the NBA. Uh, yeah. That guy who was murdered. It's crazy. Oh, okay. Well, pause the um, pause the podcast flow. Who was murdered? Um, so he used to play for the Memphis Grizzlies. And um, oh, what's his name? His name's like, it's got a very distinctive name. L- Lorenzen Wright. He yeah, was, I remember that player. Yeah. He's a good dunker. Yeah, yeah. Okay, he was murdered, right? In his hometown, Memphis where he had played for the Grizzlies for some years. Yeah. He, his body was found. Firstly, he made a 911 call, and on the call you could hear him getting shot. You, he, you don't hear him say anything except, God damn. But then he, you hear gunshots, and then the phone goes dead. You hear, like, you hear a lot of gunshots. Okay. Then uh, for years they, they haven't had any leads, right? They, um, and his wife said that, she, like um, he he was there. He went to her house. She said he had a bo- ba- box of drugs and some money, and he left with a man she'd never seen before. So it's oh. like maybe like a drug related killing, right? Okay, get yeah. this. They've just charged his that woman, the wife, what with the murder of him what? years later. So they found a gun in a lake. I think they must have got a tip off because it's like. It's weird for so many years later to find a gun in a lake, like quite far yeah. away from the scene of crime. You're like, what um, were you doing? I was just um, swimming in this polluted Memphis shitty lake, and I found a gun. I was going for my re- regular gun gun fishing trip. Yeah. So they then uh, they've arrested one guy who was, I think, from the same church. He went to the same church as Lorenzen and his wife for like a number of years or something, and her for hiring that guy to kill her ex-husband. So the reason is that she received a $1 million payout from his life insurance policy, which she blew nearly entirely in the first year on like cars and um, house renovations and stuff like that. And, um, And anyway, I did some, I watched like a video, an interview, and it's like, it's messed up, man, watching it knowing now. Yeah. Uh, like someone like Sports Illustrated or something did like a few se- um, part, like a three part doco <laughs> series kind of. And they interviewed and they her, her and they're like, they're like, we have to ask this question. Sorry. Like, were you involved in any way? And she, yeah. she doesn't say no. She's like, she's like, I am a mother. 
I am a wife or something. I don't think she was a wife at the time. She's like, I'm a wife. I am an author. She's like, I am a, and she repeats it. She's like, I am a mother. I am a wife. I am an author. And I think that you should let people who are good at what they do, do what they do. And that's like all she says. And it's like, what? All you got to do is just say no. But um, yeah. And she, and oh. anyway, do some research into that. Yeah, it's a, it's a, such a full on story. Also, speaking of research, it's very annoying that that woman, when she got the million dollar life insurance payout, didn't watch the movie um, Blank Check because mm. it sounds like she blank checked it when she did get the million dollars, <laughs> where she spent it all like in the first like three months, like that kid did on Blank Check. Yeah, and then uh, immediately realized, as the person says in Blank Check, a million dollars doesn't buy you what you think it buys you man i want to watch i don't think that's the quote yeah it is that was okay. direct from the movie but um I, I really want to watch that movie he builds a slide memory. from his bedroom eh does he yeah yeah and he builds a slide from like the office of the mansion to the pool yeah right it's yeah great. that's right i was gonna say if it just i my head it went from his bedroom down to like the street and i was like people could just mm. climb up and come into your room when you're sleeping but now nah, that makes it's more such sense. a good it's such a good kids movie that film yeah because like, it teaches you a lot that like yeah that yeah t- yeah it, 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 no, it teaches you a little bit like it is quite interesting like the idea of we kind of learned that like you know like about savings mm. <laughs> and about about the fact that a million dollars actually isn't like you know you don't just get a million dollars and your life is sorted you don't just win the lottery yeah yeah yeah, that's interesting. Um, okay, that's fascinating. Is it Lorenzo right or Lorenzen? Lorenzen. Right, oh, I thought right. it was Lorenzo. Maybe I maybe I don't know the guy. No, I think you are thinking of the right guy. I think he was a great dunker. I might be wrong. Yeah, there was a lot of players called Lorenzo, and as the name you mentioned before, Malik. There's le- there's not as many Lorenzos and Maliks as there used to be. Those are two names that need to come back. Great yeah. names. Well, there is Malik Monk now. It's coming back. Yeah, it's coming back, baby. Anyway, um, let's keep continuing. Yeah, we're, we were talking. We, we're getting very sidetracked. We, we should wrap this up not far away. Kobe's but, um, retiring. To- Kobe's retirement. My favorite thing about it was that um, uh, Phil Jackson's tweet. We haven't actually seen it yet, by the way. They were talking before on the day of the retirement. It's just the big news today. Um, Phil Jackson, like, I'm putting him in. I'll just read out the tweet first. Yeah. Congratulations to Kobe Bryant! Exclamation mark. Sorry, Kobe Bryant. Hail Momba 2. Hail Momba. So it's Hail M-O-M-B-A. So you spelled Mamba wrong. Yeah. Apostrophe 2. What does that even mean? Then he says, starts a new sentence. Two jerseys. Jerseys punctuated wrong in two ways. Retired is one way to measure your impact on the Lakers. The GOAT measure is five. And it is five trophy emojis. Yeah. Like... What is wrong with this guy? He's he's old. You know what old people are like on that's like that's quite a good but tweet for like an old guy, I reckon. Is he also is he drinking? Also, is when he says the goat measure is five trophies, is that him also solidifying his own coaching career? Because based on trophies, he's the greatest coach of all time. Mm. Like it seems but like I, it has like double purpose. Yeah, yeah, probably. Yeah. Um he did I'm, another um, great tweet where he did like um, eleven. He tried to write eleven championships, I think. Yeah, or eleven oh, yeah, championship yeah. rings. 
And yeah. there's so many weird, uh, yeah. like typo symbols and rings. I just don't like, know what's like going on with that guy. He's the, he's the craziest guy. Like, it's just so interesting, like, how he went from at the late, when he finally finished with the Lakers, being like this legend, Zen master, like, coaching genius to becoming like kind of like in the last couple of years with the Knicks, the laughing stock of the NBA. Like it's just such an interesting, like in the words of young thug, he is going out like an idiot. He's not an OG. Okay. Um, shout out to Kobe Bryant. He's stupid people's favorite player. I'm not a huge Kobe fan. I'm not a huge Kobe hater as well, as well. I just often the people who it's often like, like a, a red Kobe hater. It's just if someone says Kobe Bryant's their favorite player, it's often a red flag. Not not always, but mm. often. Um, yeah, he was great, a great great player. But he also people forget that he played on great great teams. He played with Shaquille O'Neal, um, one of the do- most dominant players of all time, and then had great teams when he won again. People love that video of him. People are real proud of that video when he's playing like Matt Barnes for the Magic, yeah. I think, where he thro- where Matt Barnes throws the ball at his face or fake throws the ball at his face and he doesn't, and he doesn't flinch. flinch. Yeah, it's crazy. But I'm like, shouldn't he flinch to try and catch the ball that Matt Barnes is throwing to him? No. Or, it, so he's so zen that he anticipates that Matt Barnes is going to fake this move. Yeah, that's what it is. Or is he just thinking about something else and not really paying attention to Matt Barnes anyway? It's cold-blooded. People weirdly love that clip. I do think it's weird that they're retiring his two jerseys in the middle of Hollywood at the moment, considering... I don't know whether Kobe is guilty or innocent, but I just wanted to read this quote. This is a quote from when um, Kobe's case was thrown out. It was his statement. It's a quote from Kobe. It was read out in court. And it says this, Although I truly believe this encounter between us was consensual... I recognize now that she did not and does not view this incident the same way that I did. Which is the craziest quote. Um, Like, for a start, that's kind of like, almost like, you know, like saying that, yeah, it could have been an inconsensual account, uh, unconsensual, inconsensual, what's the word? Don't know. A a non-consensual encounter. But, um, But at the same time, some, like some respect to him for kind of admitting guilt but anyway the whole way that his legal team went i don't know whether he's guilty or innocent but the whole way that his legal team went after the woman that was accusing him was so so horrible and really set a bad precedent for like and made them change laws about like the way rape trials are conducted and just like for me like it's a huge huge like red flag and yeah problem with his career and just i don't know to retire his his, um uh his jersey now is just like really bad bad uh timing anyway um one other thing for the the week in review oh did you want to say anything about kobe bryant's thing no kind of i've kind of crowbarred you so you can't say anything anyway because i've kind of like taken it to a place it can't come back from Uh, i want to talk about um kelly Oubre's supreme leg sleeve did you see that yeah i did like he wore a supreme I think it's supposed to be an arm sleeve, but he wore it on his leg. Yeah. In an NBA game, and then at halftime, the Got training people or the gear people yeah. told him to t- take it off. And, and he, then he didn't. He had a point yeah. where he said, uh, "It's got the NBA logo and the Nike logo yeah. on it." <laughs> so he did an interview about it, which is pretty hilarious. Um, 
That's yeah, what I goes, was just saying. Yeah. His quote was, if you didn't want me to wear it, you shouldn't have sold it to me. Um, he, uh, but what's sense. weird is J.R. Smith then did the same thing, right? Did he wear it as well? I think so. I'm, I might have dreamed. Did I dream that? Um, Possibly. JR... Wait. Was your dream that J.R. Smith wore a supreme arm sleeve? Well, yeah. Maybe. No, so he did. He did it as well, like a couple nights later. And then what's That's weird is then he tried to fight um, Calais Oubre like two days ago or yesterday maybe. <laughs> and I was like, Over the right. It seemed like yeah. you were like first like tipping the hat to him. Yeah. And then, um, <laughs> and then they got into a fight where Calais Oubre then dropped to the ground and started doing press-ups. It was yeah. quite a weird move by Calais Oubre, I thought. Kelly Oubre is a super weird dude. Yeah, he definitely looks, one of the most. Yeah, well, he looks exi- he looks very similar to the rapper tri- XXX Tentacion or whatever his name is. I don't actually know how you say his name. Do you anyway, think he's biting his style he, or no? Just in terms of just the face, he looks real like uh, him. But anyway, that rapper is a real bad guy. I reckon. I do not mess right. with that rapper. I want to go on record and say I do not mess with that rapper in the slightest. Yeah. Um, well, I, I like that Kelly Oubre's quote was um, uh, he reckons it was too wavy for him and wearing a Supreme sleeve. Yeah, that was good. That was also really- Su- Supreme is the worst brand though. Like, why are you trying to go out there and rip it? Like, if you're going to wear some like non NBA apparel, like make it like a political statement or a um, don't go out just trying to rock like a you know a shitty. Um, Sounds like it's too know, wavy for you as well, mate. Hype beast fan. It's too wavy for me. It's so <laughs> embarrassing. A Nike Supreme NBA sleeve, which is just all red saying Supreme in huge writing. Supreme is just so funny to me. It's like, again, speaking of great children's parables, we've talked about blank check. Has anyone read the Emperor's New Clothes? Like, Supreme is taking the piss. Whenever you go to LA, they're like, on a Thursdays when they do the Supreme drops, there's like, police there there's like huge queues of people going down the streets they don't even look some of them a lot of them don't even look good like you look mm. yeah emperor's i don't know new it's clo- just emperor's yeah. new clothes though it's just nothing no but the point yeah, yeah the I point get, is yeah. that they with with I, I get, marketing yeah. they hyped the king into wearing this shit supreme have like sold bricks and crowbars and yeah um New York subway cards that have been like so cherished by these idiots who just, I don't know. Anyway, Supreme for me, I'm sure they release some cool stuff, but normally they're just like butchering Jordans and um, yeah, I don't know. Anyway, uh, is it time for one of your segments? I think it's that time right about that time for the Oh, I'm excited to roll on out. Great song. What's going on? 28 Four. point. Yeah, okay, stop. I'm starting the segment now. Okay. <laughs> 28 points, six rebounds, two assists. Three steals, no blocks, <laughs> plus minus of plus nine. Wow. Shooting 10, 10 from 18 field goals 
Yeah. Eight of 12 three-pointers. Yeah. Oh, who am I talking about? Why, oh, why is Paul talking about like Michael Jordan during Magic Mayhem? No, nah, it's not Michael Jordan. <laughs> oh, why is Paul talking about Kobe Bryant during Magic Mayhem? Not Kobe. Oh, who am I talking about? Oh, just a little guy called Mario Hazonia. Amazing. Okay? Amazing. Yesterday, he'd, everyone's been saying bust. Bust this, bust that. Man, silences the haters against the <laughs> Detroit Pistons in a bad Good loss. Team. Actually, man, no. I want to come out and say not a bad loss. Yeah, I, I felt a bad loss. No, no, no. Hear this out. So the Pistons are not a bad team. No, they're solid. They are a solid-ass basketball team. Yeah. Uh, and I think they could do some damage this year in the East. I wouldn't want to play them in the playoffs. Yeah. Here's the thing. They were almost at full strength. I think maybe Avery Bradley wasn't playing. I don't know who else, but that was maybe it. The Magic, on the other hand, have been savaged by injuries. Safe to say. They've got bad injury propensity. They're like the LA Clippers. Well, this year. I think this year in general, the NBA, there's been a lot of injuries. Just looking at yeah. my fantasy standpoint, like my team's, like half my team's been out so far. And yeah. um, anyway, I wonder if it's something to do with test, uh, tighter drug testing. But anyway, well, let's not go into that. <laughs> um, no, you want to. I'm just saying, seek your own answers. Don't just read the no. books. <laughs> yeah. But, um, Anyway, the Magic were looking bad. And then in the fourth quarter, they went on a 19-0 run to cut yeah. it to five. And then they lost narrowly by four. I mean, they lost by seven. Mario did, actually did, did throw in a three at the buzzer <laughs> to cut it to actually, four. Did they actually um, uh, Did they actually go on a 19-0 run? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. That was what the commentator said at the time. It was 19 No, are you sure they didn't pull back 19 points? So oh, I th- fir- he might have said it wrong, but I'm sure the Orlando Magic. I'm sure they went on a 19 nil run. Maybe. I was. I I didn't watch it. The 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 first three quarters. Let me explain my experience of that game. The first three quarters, um, the Magic just got destroyed. Like clinically, every quarter, they were down 24 in the fourth quarter. Yeah, and they they pulled back. They they pulled. I don't know if it was a nineteen. No, it wasn't. It was a nineteen points. It was a nineteen. No, oh right. Was it? Yeah, yeah. Was that was it? Hazonia leading that, just popping in threes from everywhere. I mean, he played a big part. Yeah, he played a big part. Because I don't think it's a good sign for him. You're saying like this defeats him being a bust, and he scored I think seventeen points against the Clippers. A few weeks, a few days. No, it's not a good sign that he's just hitting threes. Him just heating up and just bombing in some deep threes isn't really like. No, but um, a lot of people who could do that. Mm. Whether they're going to be, but, um, it is cool to see him get. And also, um, he yeah. did look horrific on D. Like he, yeah. um, I'm surprised his plus minus is in the positives because basically he would splash a three, and then the yeah. man he would marking would splash a three, <laughs> and then um, he'd like score a two, and then his man would like just dribble around him and dribble in and do a layup for a two. But um, so yeah, but uh, he, man, he's only playing show, right because. He's only playing because Aaron Aflalo's injured him, all right? Or uh, they've got a few injuries. Aaron Gordon's injured. Evan Fournier's yeah. injured. Aaron Aflalo's oh, yeah. injured. Um, Jonathan Isaac has just come back, and he only played a little bit. But man, is it good to see him out there? Like on D, he's just looked so good, and yeah. uh, and I think he's so key to this team. Yeah. 
so I'm excited. Once they all get back, I'm excited, man. Don't they have tough games coming up again? Oh, mate, it's the NBA. There's no easy games except no, for like the Kings the Eastern... and the Suns and like no, a few Eastern... other teams. Most of the Eastern Conference. Um, yeah, well, I guess the Magic are one of the easy beats. Okay, so anyway, um, so this is my experience of the game. I saw they're getting hammered. I was like, oh, God, it's going to be another bad podcast having to talk about this grim team. They came back miraculously, so I switched on the TV. Within five points, mm. I think first Tobias Harris former Magic player, just cut through their whole team to score a layup. So here comes the Magic for some pure Magic down the court. This is the the, the one minute of play that I watched. They miss um, uh, the, the Pistons come back down the court. Simmons gets a steal. He's fast breaking down the court. I'm like, oh my God, this is it. Pure magic is happening. Finally, they're turning a corner. He's breaking down the court. He goes for a layup. He gets blocked. How does Simmons get caught by Andre Drummond, a center? I don't know. He gets blocked so badly that it goes out of bounds. Hmm. This is them trying to like come back and win the game. He gets blocked so badly. Not that it goes out of bounds via the baseline. It goes out of bounds on the sideline. Like he, like he shouldn't have, like it was bad play by Andre Drummond. He should have blocked him and tried to keep it in court to try and like, you know, so the Pistons could regather on the fast break and like, you know, in the game, swatted him out of bounds. All right. So the Magic still have the ball. They pass it to Vucevic, who decides to push his defender with his hand for no reason, gives up an offensive foul and the game's over. Yeah, that's pure magic, man. It's Pure just depressing. Magic. It was just so grim. And uh, then I looked up Mario Hazonia. I was like, wow, a star is born. And I went on his Instagram. And not only does he seem like a basic bro, but he also <laughs> has less Instagram followers than me, which is That's crazy. Grim. He's got 24,000 fans or something. I was like, this is this is going bad, That's eh? Crazy. Like, even- it is bad. Um, when, when you go to Instagram and you go to like, and you see the activity of the people you follow... Yeah. His activity is real weird. Like he exclusively likes like photos of like pretty girls, like selfies. Yeah. And it just seems real weird. Like he's real sifty on Instagram. That's hilarious. Anyway. I didn't realize you could do that. And I've really got to be careful with what I'm liking now that I realize. Yeah, you can. Um, you can that is a thing. I can, I'm trying to think how you do it. You go to like your notifications, I think. And then you, um, at the top, there's like two tabs and you go to like the other tab. I think that's it. Uh, wow. And yeah, it's it's interesting. Sometimes you go through and you're like, "What's that dude up to?" Yeah, yeah. Um, well, yeah. You that's... go you go to your, you go to the heart at the bottom, and then at the top yeah. you go to following. And like right now, I can see uh, Terence Ross has liked some photos. He likes yeah. a cover Slam Slam magazine posted. They said, "What's your favorite Kobe cover?" And they put like all the Kobe covers. Oh, there's that famous one, Face Off, where he's marking himself. Um. And Terence Ross liked that, and it's like I can see that now, and um, I do it's like. It. Fi- no. I do like it because you can see when the Magic players like this year. I think there's been a real um, change in terms of them liking each other's photos and whatnot. Yeah, you think it's positive. Serge Ibaka has uh, liked a video the Raptors posted, 
which shows him doing some dunks as well as a few other people doing dunks. Boy, how's um, speaking of that fantasy update? How's Serge Ibaka going? Ah, uh, good. He actually he actually rested the last game, but his first two games he outplayed since joining my team. He he outplayed uh, Goran Dragic, the guy I traded him for. Yeah, I think maybe six two was. Like if they played each other one on one, he would have won six okay, two. You've, you've lost your mind. For people just joining us, last week Paul traded uh, two for one, which no, he thought was crazy. No, no, it wasn't really a two for one because I didn't want Brandon Ingram. Like I was going to drop yeah. him anyway. And yeah, so oh I, yeah, but it was the trade was physically a two for one. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. everyone thought I was crazy because they. Well, Goran Dragic hasn't played well so far, and I yeah. wanted a big. I needed blocks, and basically I'm punting points and assists. So it made a lot of sense is, to me. He is playing very efficiently for the uh, for the Raptors at the moment, so that's positive. And we will talk mm. about the Raptors one of these days, um, and talk about my the reason why I support them. But because uh, thank you to thank you to everyone who's reviewed and asked questions on Twitter and submitted jokes and stuff like that. Sorry we haven't got to it. We're just we're running way over time every week for some reason because we get deep into um, conspiracy theory chat. So sorry about that. Uh, I thought I'd finish on a unless you've got something real crucial that you can't say for next week. I thought I'd finish on a would you rather. Okay. I think this is a good question that I probably heard from somewhere else and stole it, but I thought I made it myself. Would you rather be, the if you were in the NBA, mm-hmm. so you're at that level, would you rather be the best player on a bad NBA team or the worst player on a good NBA team? It's easy, I reckon. So, 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 no, no, okay. Well, okay, well, you say it's how why it's easy, and then I'll challenge it a little bit. Go, okay. why is it easy? Uh, definitely the best player on a bad team. Yeah. 100%. Okay. That's not even close. Like, the right. worst player on a good team is hardly in the NBA. Like, they're mainly probably playing D-League. Yeah. Training, yeah, you're right, Sean Marks. Um, okay. No, well, not even okay, Sean well, Marks, yeah. I reckon. Yeah. Well, no, Sean Marks for many years was, like, on those Tim Duncan Spurs teams was the worst player and he was basically a training player, right? Yeah, I guess. They always talked about what good what good um, chemistry, like what he brought to the locker room and how great that was. And you know when people talk about like the great chemistry you bring to the locker room, your chances are you're not a great player. Yeah. Um, no, but my, okay, okay. Let me refine it a little bit. Maybe I've made it too easy. Yeah. A good example is like, uh, you know, a Buddy Heald type play, player. Yeah. Like if Buddy Heald was on the, the Houston Rockets, right? He would be like a garbage time bench development player, or he can be the face of the Kings, but also like, you know, in both situations, he's kind of like almost a bust, almost out of the NBA. Like even with the Kings, like he, he's one trade away from being back in the D-League, even though he's like a star player for the Kings and probably on big billboards and stuff. Like if you're Buddy Hield, would you rather be on the Kings, um, developing in front of everyone as the best player, or on the Rockets you know, developing in quiet as the worst player, you know? Kings. Kings every day. Mm. Chance. I guess you're backing yourself there, but yeah. Yeah. He, 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 I guess it changes where, where I, you are in your career as well. And I think it does depend on which teams you choose. Yeah. If I, like, I think it would be fun to play for, like, the Warriors or the Spurs. Yeah. Um, just because I think they have, like, great cultures. Yeah. So, like, maybe if it was between like the Kings and the Warriors or something, I might you yeah, know, well change your heart. You know, that's no, that's what the question. That's exactly what it is. Right. Would you rather well, you be Ian the Clark? Rockets. I wouldn't want to play for the Rockets. 
Oh, you think they're toxic? They're all right. A, okay. a little bit, yeah. Not, okay, not, not okay. necessarily toxic, but just I don't think they have that same kind of great vibe. Ian Clark would be a big star if he was on The Kings. Or oh, Harrison Barnes. Okay, that's the perfect example. Oh, maybe not. But would you rather be Harrison Barnes on The Warriors or Harrison Barnes on The Mavericks? I'd rather be Harrison Barnes on The Warriors. Yeah, it's quite interesting, eh? But also because he, he was he's almost the same the same role on both teams. Like sure he has he's like a bit expected to carry a bit more for the Mavericks. But yeah. like he was pretty prominent for the when he played for the Warriors. But here's the problem about being on the good team for the Warriors is that Harrison Barnes got kind of partly blamed because he couldn't hit threes. Yeah. For them being trash. Yeah, that's true. And it also becomes an interesting factor when you become an older player. Like I feel like Carmelo Anthony's about one season away from this. Does he want to, you know, get traded to uh you know, Miami or somewhere and still trying to be like part of his core and be a star or go to, you, you know, Kings and try and be a star or does he want to, um, you know, go to a good team and be like a, like it, it's not implausible that Carmelo ends up on the um, the Cavs for the minimum and just chases a ring. Like what would you rather do mm-hmm. as well? I don't know. It's interesting. Anyway, sorry, maybe that wasn't as interesting as I thought it was. I don't know. Yeah. I think when you're old, I'd, I'd like to play for the Spurs or something and chase a ring and chase a ring and just like take it easy just play a little bit yeah but I think when you're young it would be more fun to you know be the face and be like the big name in Sacramento speaking of um, being the hey everyone dreams of being the big name in Sacramento um, speaking of taking it easy I want to talk about LeBron um, like being second in the NBA in minutes and also um, uh, being like top 20 all time in minutes already like he's almost played as many minutes as like he's catching up on like wilt chamberlain and kobe bryant already like he's already played more minutes than michael jordan it's crazy anyway and he's still second in the league even though it's the regular season and it doesn't really matter anyway i um we'll talk about that next week do you have anything final to add do you no. want to try and chuck in a joke i had nah? a new no segment joke. to add but i'll save it for next week Oh, also, sorry, man. I won't do clip of the week this week because we've literally done an hour due yeah, to unpopular demand. I know. We just we just got out of control with weekend oh, yeah, review. I know. Hey, but I feel like it was a decent pod anyway. Hey, and look forward next week to my new big segment. New segment coming next week from Paul. That's going to be quite big. And um, that's all for Advanced Analytics this week. I've been Guy Williams, and I've been Paul Williams. Peace. I said it with like the same inflection as you. Uh, it was yeah, real, it was real. It was, mate, everyone's cracking up. No, they're not cracking up. It, it created a very kind of uh, unusual vibe to finish on. <laughs> okay. <laughs>